How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Healthy Music Diet Podcast, where we expand your music palette one track at a time. I'm your host, Lloyd Knows, and this week's guest is straight out of the UK from London to be exact. And after this episode, I'm certain you'll be a big fan of hers. Trust me, because I am now. So many <laughs> like hip-hop enthusiasts always say, you know, like the 90s was the golden era. But like, guess what? <laughs> it's back and it's refresh with no other than RAE. How are you doing today? <laughs> I keep, I'm, I'm thinking though. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. How's everything in London? Yes, yeah, good. The weather's not um, bad. So like, everyone's kind of coming out of lockdown right now in the end of weather. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, well, the lockdown over on my side it's pretty much going back up <laughs> they locking it back up yeah things oh getting, wow yeah things are getting rampant so i want to like start off by having you like introduce like your whole story to like the audience so they can get to know you better so uh let's talk about the story behind rae how did that become where you are today yeah. So, I'll say, I'll say Ray, before I was an artist, um, I, like, was writing songs from when I was, like, 10 years old, and because I'm, like, extremely shy, I didn't really, like, go through with it until I was 23? Yes. Um, was I 23? Yeah, until I was 23, and I was like, okay, I really want to take this seriously, and um, but it wasn't until I was 24 that I put out my first song. So, um, yeah, that's basically like the story behind me. But R-A-E, that name um, is basically a play or a spin-off of May. And it stands for Rising Above Everything. Because um, when I was going through a lot of things back in the day, um, I was just feeling really sad. And I was like, you know what, Rachel, you're going to rise above everything. And that's where the name came from. And so I stuck with it. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it, it works for you. It's like, it's very, like, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like, it's very in your face, R-A-E. And now you want to figure out, like, what exactly does those abbreviate to? So it um, helps your story even better as an artist, the full complimentary. <laughs> so, and then now when you get to listening to your music, you're like, okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. So, um, so like growing up, like who were like your music inspirations? Um, definitely TLC. <laughs> I'm like a massive TLC fan. Um, Left Eye to be specific. Um, The Brat, MC Light, um, New Edition. Okay. Really love New Edition. Yeah. yeah Spice Girls. <laughs> Yeah, we can definitely hear that '90s aesthetic in your in your um songs. So, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely hear them. Great, great on that. And like even too, like how '90s artists have been like very like your muse throughout our whole like music so far. From what I've been listening to, how has like '90s music been in like London? Did you grow up in London or? Um. Yeah. Well. I don't know about 90s music in London. Well, actually, yeah, I can talk about that because, well, I'm, 
I wasn't I was a child in the 90s so I only knew like 90s songs through like my old sister um so what I've seen of 90s music is kind of like the aftermath into like the 2000s <laughs> so it's like I don't know what it was like but from the te- watching it on like TV and stuff it, lo- it looked like it was a cool era <laughs> <laughs> in London yeah I know I, I'm more focused on like American 90s that's like my whole aesthetic I love that era over there so did like 90s so music coming out of the 90s in england was it similar to what's been produced in america or did they put like their own spin on it um do you know what i think it was i think when it came to like rap it was quite similar the only difference is that like some people rapped in in the london accent but like majority would an American accent, which is so weird. <laughs> um, but um, in terms of like pop and whatever, it was, it kind of had its own bin. Like you you knew 90s UK music when it came to like pop, but when it came to rap, not so much, unless it was like underground. Okay. Well, Many Love, if you know Many Love, she was kind of mainstream. Oh, mainstream. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I was born in the yeah, 90s. She was. She went over to like America. She was like really big over there. Okay. Okay. And now let's talk about your first single that was on Spotify that I noticed. Uh, let me explain. It was a little different than the '90s sound, but could you like explain how that song came to be? Um, I, f- I think I wrote that song in 2016. And, um, but I didn't record it until 2017. Um, I was just like browsing R&B beats on YouTube and I found that beat and I was like, oh, that's cool. I have to buy it. I really like it. And I just wrote like a story that doesn't relate to me. And that's a theme that I've kept it, like a theme I've kept my music because a lot of this music doesn't relate to me, but I want it to relate to other people. So kind of like with Let Me Explain, I was just writing from the perspective of a girl who has a crush on her best friend who they've grown up together but they've only had a really like um they've only had a platonic friendship but it's kind of evolved into something else yeah (laughs) okay that's basically what let me explain is about okay nice so when the audience listen to it they have a little backstory like their own little genius overview of it like okay I can relate to it even better. And ever since after that track, I know your music has been more on like the 90s side. So would you ever go back to songs like Let Me Explain? Um, Probably, but not like 100%. Like I'll probably put like a little bit of that into um, a track, like just a little segment of that into a 90s modern track. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... On Instagram on July 15th, I noticed you posted a a video of choreography. So which new song is that? Because it was a little snippet and I was like, okay, I'm trying to find it so I could talk about it a little bit more, but I just couldn't find that song yet. Or maybe I like brushed over it, but um, could you like give give us a little snippet of like what song or just talk about it? (laughs) 
Yeah, so, so that's for um, my song called Summer Love, which actually comes out August 7th. And that was that clip you saw on my Instagram was a rehearsal for the music video, which I shot on Tuesday. Nice. And yeah, so that again is just a story about a girl who has a summer crush and she's trying to get his attention. Yeah, that that's really what it is. But I feel like this song is it's going to relate to a lot of people who like someone but they don't really know how to tell that person they like them. Do you know what? Now thinking about it, it's kind of a modern version of Let Me Explain <laughs> in terms of the scenario. Yes. But not the actual... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, I, like I get what you're, t- you're saying. It's more of a 2020 version. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I noticed watching your YouTube videos, choreography is like a big part in it. So which side do you do you think is like the hardest? The music side or the choreography side? Oh, I didn't think of that. I think I'm going to say the music because sometimes I get like writer's block and just having to like put what I'm thinking in my mind on paper sometimes is really hard. Mm-hmm. With choreography, for my previous videos, we just make the choreography up on the spot. Oh, nice. But for this one, we actually had it choreographed and with actual dancers. So I was like, okay, this one is a step up from what I've previously done. <laughs> <laughs> and do you um, like have a hand in the like production side and like the film side for like the videos? Um, my previous videos, yes, I, I create the concept. And um, I give it to my manager who actually filmed all of my videos. And then, but this time we actually was like, you know what, let's get someone else to do it. So we legit like sat down and gave the song to a director and a producer who then brought the vision to life with their own creative minds. So I had no play in that one. (laughs) Yes. And with your song, W-A-I, like, what about it? That was one of my favorite tracks so far. It didn't have, like, much choreography, but just, like, the, like, friends, the women, just that whole aesthetic was, like, very, like, cool. Like, it was very homey. Like, you feel like something you could resonate with. So how was, like, making that video? Like, what was the story behind that? Um, Making, that was actually a really fun shoot. Um, We just hired an Airbnb. Um, I just put on Insta- I think it was Instagram or Twitter that I just needed like two other girls to be my friends at a sleepover invited them down and we just recorded the video it was really it was actually one of the quickest videos I've ever shot as well because it was it kind of was just like cool vibes if I was just chilling with people I knew already eating sweets pizza like yeah it was, that, that was actually a really cool shoot <laughs> and we did the choreography on the spot too nice and you said you just hit up uh, Instagram posts. So how influential has Instagram been in your process as an artist to just get your voice out? I think it's been really good, you know, like, because it's, it's a platform which reaches, like, people from different parts of, of like, your city or around the world. Like, just putting out a post, um, other people that you follow will share the post on their, on their stories and then, like, it gains more tra- more traction, and then different people start to apply. 
and he just kind of like looked through the list of like who kind of is the perfect fit for what you're going for I think yeah I think it's like it's really helped with a lot of stuff social well Instagram connecting with different people create creatives as well so what would you tell like an artist that wants to like start making music and having to in, like integrate Instagram into marketing, like how like how would you like tell them to like grow their Instagram account? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say like like the only thing I can think about is like networking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know, like when you like for example, if you if you do a performance, like a small um performance. Um, when you finish like say your socials at the end of your performance mingle with people in the in the crowd so that you can like tell them your socials and then they can tell their friends that your socials as well just I don't know like I think that's what I did as well is just always tell people my socials and then and then tell them like when I've got something new coming out so then they start telling their friends and yeah like that's just okay. that's just like the groundwork <laughs> okay i don't really know what else to say i'm oh, no. sorry no no you're good i mean hey just networking yeah that's the most important thing to, like yeah grow your brand so you did touch upon like performing so have you performed yet in a live crowd um yeah so um <laughs> i don't know where to start so um I, the first place I performed that was um at my friend's podcast show that was like my first ever performance and I was really nervous because I've never performed on a stage before and then after that that gave me the confidence to perform at other places and I performed at another event called Girls Gang Girl Gang which is um, a platform just for women to um and it's like it's quite intimate but it's um a good place to kind of start start off from the ground up and then from there because I kept putting different music out and stuff, I started to get like bigger bookings and festival bookings. And it's like, oh wow, like word of mouth and social media really does play a big part in your career. Because um, a lot of the performances that I got were kind of word of mouth um, from other people seeing me perform at previous places. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I saw a post you were at, let me see, the box park at Shortage. I think it was like a BT, yeah. it was like a BT event. How did that whole was it a BT event? I saw like the the geotag that said like BT awards. So I wasn't sure if it was Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Um you mean like the location yeah the location yeah uh, yeah but i just like to man like when i put posts up i sometimes ma- like to manifest so if i put the bet awards as a location pretending that i was performing there so that one day i could perform there oh <laughs> but i was actually performing at, Shor- at shoreditch and that was at um the girl gang event so that was my second ever performance i ever done live yes nice. yeah and i saw your post you won glastonbury's new emerging talent competition what was that yeah. whole story behind that? Because I've heard of Glastonbury from from overseas. Like I know it's like a big festival in the UK. So now you're going to be performing on the main stage. So that's a really big deal. So yeah. can you like tell us like the story behind that? Um. So, um, my manager saw a post that Glastonbury put out that they are hosting a competition 
I had no clue about it, but he applied for me behind my back. And I received an email that I had been longlisted because I think you had to apply with um, sending your tracks. And um, he sent um, one of my tracks called Damn Jermaine, which like a lot of people love over here and like in different parts of Europe. And um, where was I? Yeah, so he, I got an email and I was like, oh, um, I didn't know I like I applied for this. And he was like, oh, no, you didn't. I applied. And then... I could then yeah so through that I ended up getting shortlisted and when you get shortlisted you have to perform on a stage with um judges but because of corona um they had to cancel that so there was no performance and they basically just chose the winner off music and yeah I ended up winning so that's the whole competition really <laughs> in a nutshell yeah congratulations looking forward to it <laughs> watching you perform thank you yeah and it's 2021 guys so so you can be looking out <laughs> for that definitely and which songs like which song was your favorite to write so far in your creative process mm. it's out of summer love which is not out yet <laughs> or I think I'm gonna say Damn Jermaine only because I wrote that song in 30 minutes and it's really? done like I don't know why that song has just continued to do so well, especially like around the world. It's like it's so weird, but like a lot of people love that song and it's one of those songs that I literally just wrote like that. That I didn't have like really a thought process behind it. And what about for performing? Is there like a different song that you actually like performing more than the songs you actually enjoyed writing? Damn Jermaine. Oh, still <laughs> but, Damn Jermaine. <laughs> yeah, because like when I performed that, that's like, that's a really, really real crowd pleaser. Especially because like at the end, I do like, I always do like a little dance segment kind of thing. And I usually like jump on chairs and stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Whatever's available to jump on. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have to see a live performance soon once everything gets down <laughs> back to normal, yeah. hopefully. And you said dancing, because I noticed Pretty Bop has been one of your really successful tracks so far. And it's kind of, yeah. it has like a little dance aspect to it. It's like a dancing song. So how did that song um, came to be? Um, so my producer, um, Y-Cub, it's about Y-K-K-U-B. He uh, made a beat, and when I was listening to that beat, I was like, "It needs, it needs something." So I remember the clip from Coming to America, where there was these two twins or sisters in a club, and they were like, um, "They did this sound like," and I was like, "Oh, we need to put that." So he took that and like basically chopped and whatever, put it in the track, and I was like, "Oh, great! This is this is now an anthem." I can hear like what this song is going to be. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to call it Pretty Bop. And I just wrote around that topic. And yeah, then when it came to like the thought process of the video, I was like, I want it to be like a dance battle. Um, yeah, and the rest is kind of piece itself together. Okay. And with Rice Style, I love your Rice, your, your Rice Style um, videos on YouTube, how you would just be freestyling. Because that's something that I really enjoy how artists can just be putting out a large amount of 
um, songs in a sense where eventually you're going to have a big discography where um, listeners can actually come and listen to your music. So I really love that idea of you having the Rice style videos. So what made you want to like start putting out freestyles like every month or so? Um, because like the songs I have, they're like a lot of them are um, rapping, but it's like singing. But I haven't like I don't really have songs where I'm just rapping all the way through. So I wanted to show people that there's also another side where I can actually spit a couple bars. And I thought, you know, Rye Style is good. Like it shows that I can do that. And I wanted to pay homage to the 90s by always spitting on old school beats. And yeah, that's that's that really. Yeah. I mean, cause like the "This Is How We Do It" remix, that was fire. I was like, okay, thank okay. you. And so far, which has like which process has been like the toughest thing as an artist? Like, what's the toughest thing for you so far as a musician and as a creative? Um, I think it's writing, cause. <laughs> It's like it's not like it's not always that you have writer's block, but it's it's sometimes a demand on how much you have to write and the deadlines. Um, I deadlines scare me, so it's like when I when I have a deadline, it's like oh my brain's just gone into like freeze mode and I can't think. But when there's like no deadline and I'm free to like do whatever, then it flows easier, like more easy. So I think writing is like the hardest part as an artist for me yeah <laughs> and and do you think um like the music industry is more business or more music so far is it i'd say it's more business because i think as an artist if you like put it like this is to use a pie chart for example i feel like in that pie chart 10 percent of that is is the music and 90 percent is how you are as a person um and how you're gonna kind of continue to sustain an income so I feel like you need to like do other things aside from music so like I don't know like do shows and then maybe like have merch I don't know like do different different things aside from music so that you can kind of still have a lip like still be living great yeah I don't know I, I do feel like it is a business because sometimes music can't just carry your whole career like there has to be some other parts of like the whole package and with like but that, I wish it was more music. You wish it was more <laughs> Yeah, a couple a lot of other artists I've spoken to, they said it's a lot of business to it. Like even with like record labels, but like even like with record labels and everything, like deadlines, you um talked about so with like deadlines, um are you almost done creating an album for us to listen to? I'm working on an EP and okay. yeah, so like the EP is out in the middle of September. Okay. But I'm still like, I still need to write like two more songs. And so like, that's what's pressuring me right now is having to write two more songs that I have no clue what I'm going to write about. And <laughs> even like right now I'm trying to think of something and I don't know what I'm going to do. But like, if I don't have it done by like, I don't know, end of this month, I guess, it's kind of like a ticking bomb. It then becomes like, okay, I need to get it done. Yeah. I hope I answered your question because sometimes I go off and I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise. 
But so Summer Love, so that's like the first single off of the EP? Yeah. Because I've seen it starting to it's get... five tri- songs in total. Five songs in total? Nice. Nice. So I'll definitely be looking out for that. Because I noticed you've been starting to gradually get a buzz from like last week or so. You, you have like amassed like even like 5,000 more listeners. So I'm like, oh, she's about to... Like it's bubbling right now. It's really bubbling for yeah. you. So... Like seeing like new like new audience gravitating towards you, does that like like excite you, or does it kind of be like, oh wow, now I have to like produce at a certain level or keep that level of the um artistry up? Um, it does it does excite me because it's like wow, like people are actually like listening to my music now. Not that they didn't before, but it's like more people are listening. And then because of that, I, I feel like I need to like step up. I need to step up a notch and um, create music that I think will, will be timeless and allow these people to continue to like grow with me as I continue to grow. So yeah, I do believe that I need to like make sure that it's always next level every time I'm bringing out something new. So like now I just want to like talk just about like not even just music, but just like what you as a person enjoy. So like, what do you like to do for like, for like for fun or for us to get to know you better? Mm-hmm. Um, I like to play Sims. <laughs> Sims. Yeah, I like to play Sims. Not as much as I used to, but from time to time I play like, well, I'm, I've, I've been playing Sims since I was 10. So I'm 25 now, so like that's 15 years. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of don't play it as much anymore. I like to roller skate and ride my bike. And then like from time to time, I like to like research um, the 90s a lot, like discover like artists from the late 80s, the early 90s that I had no clue, like I had no clue of before. And just like always kind of educate myself of that era. Yeah, that's what I like to do for fun. Yeah, because I'll go with my friend. <laughs> friends too. <laughs> After Sims, yeah. Because even with like, um, you just said Sims, and I did see a post you were with, uh, Little Sims, from um the UK. Uh-huh. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Because I've been like a fan of her music. So like, have you like been friends with her before that, or you just met her from that post? Um. No, I, I, I want to believe a friend, even though she doesn't really know me. But I say we're like um, we're acquaintances. But um I yeah, I'm such a like huge fan of her. Like I think she's so cool and so talented. And I hope one day to have like a song with her, like in the future, whenever that will be. But yeah, like but that that was um at her album launch. She was released I think it was her album. I think it was like the Yeah, she released the album. Was it like the Great Area, that one? yeah that one yeah that one yeah and so she had like this whole like like t- like bus that took um like a lot of people to the venue where she performed a couple songs and then after she did that um people took pictures of her so i just took a picture of her because i have a picture of her before for like from like four years ago and i was like i need to take another one i need to take another updated picture yeah <laughs> so how was like the artist? community in london so far because i know it's very well from what overseas and what i've been listening to is really dominated by like just in like hip-hop like the uk drill 
with like mm. anyone j1 but like you i love how you're bringing a different like sound and just making it fresh for us like okay we can have like the drill music and then now we can have something we can dance to and reminisce from like watching house party growing up so like how is like the community in london as an um, artist um I feel like the community in London is like kind of like two sides to it. So you have like the mainstream, which is right now like drill, Afro swing, like that side. And you have alternatives. And these are the artists that just do their own creative style. So like they, they don't fit in a box. Everyone's just different in this in this side. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like, clicky but like if you don't fit in the mainstream side you kind of fall into alternative but which is not it's not a bad thing i think it's kind of a good thing um but like you for you to stand out i think doing your own thing is is always best um yeah and the music yeah so like right now the music scene is quite dominated with drill but there's going to be a time where the alternative artists are going to be like the dominant yeah. dominant yeah i mean like i can i could see it like there's like glimpse of it like throughout when i'm when I, whenever i'm listening to music i'm like okay i see something is here like something's gonna eventually get into the mainstream and then that's gonna be the new mainstream well um so have you like been overseas um as of yet like to the u.s um yeah i went in january but um i went for my birthday yeah, that's the only reason why I was in New York. But I would love to like go like to LA, and I would love to go to New York in summer because it was so cold uh-huh. in winter. Yeah. Yeah, because I went to um, college in New York. It was, it's a, it can get a little hot <laughs> in New York, especially. Low. Yeah. Because I because from what I've known about even like on the UK side, I heard it rains a lot. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, like, realistically, there's only two seasons. It's either, like, winter or it's summer. Like, there's no such thing as autumn or spring. Oh, you guys have put it full. But, yeah, there's no such thing because, like, it's always raining. It's always cold. Yeah, and then it's barely sunny. But right now, we've been having a lot of sun, so that's good. Yes. So, um... Even though like Corona is going on and like social distancing, would you have like a like a drop party for your EP? Is that something that you want to do? Yeah, I want to do a listening party for it. Um, probably won't have a lot of people, you know, social distancing and that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I really would love to do like a listening party because I think it would be great for people to kind of interact with with people again. You know, like, I think I've been at home for so long that I've forgotten how to interact with humans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, what could we be expecting from you besides the EP in the near future? Um, you can expect that I'll be older. <laughs> I'm just, I'm messing with you. Oh, okay. but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you can expect... I guess more. We say besides music. No, 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 no. Besides the EP. Besides the EP. Oh right, yeah. You can expect um, new music. Um, I don't know. More crazy outbursts. 
Okay. I've tried to be. I'm quite shy, but I w- want to come out my shell a bit more. Um, what else? I want to do some acting. I really like acting. Okay. And I really want to like go into that side more. But yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Oh, even too, I can see a placement, like a couple songs. I can see being in TV shows and movies. Like you can have like that song as a soundtrack on a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, that would be way Oh, I would love to do something like that. Be on the soundtrack. Oh, that would be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I could definitely hear it for certain songs. I'm like, okay, this is a soundtrack song. Definitely. Just needs to get a placement. But you'll get there, I know for for a fact, in the next year or so. It's going to be a whole different thing for you. But thank you, RAE, for coming on onto the show. And all the best. Welcome. And where Where can we find you? Can you plug all your socials? So on Instagram, it's it's r underscore a underscore e, and that's my that's the same as Twitter. It's r underscore a underscore e, and um, my music is just r dot a dot e, and that's on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, I, I did make a post. Facebook is. I made a post recently. Facebook is actually now gonna have music videos in August. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now you can probably like place some of your your um music on your music videos on Facebook too. So that's another thing. Yeah, but thank oh, you cool. again like for YouTube. huh? And then like YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So like now because. Um, I was doing research to post on my Instagram, and now um, like ins- Facebook is trying to get into the music industry. Amazon is now getting into it because they just put out a program called Breakthrough, and it's for emerging artists where they're going to be backing them with artist development, visuals, audio, global marketing. So that's another thing you can look into. Also, I can pr- yeah, I oh, can cool. send you the post on Instagram. Yeah, so. Uh, yes, please. So, yes, yeah, so I'll let you know about that because right now it's proven to actually be successful because this one um, art country artist, she just broke the first day stream for a country album with Amazon. Wow. Yeah, and with their um, breakthrough program, how there's over 100 million Alexa devices out, they actually made a playlist also. So, if you know about it, all you have to do is tell Alexa play Breakthrough, and they're gonna start curating all the artists for that um, program. So they're gonna start playing it, and they're gonna start pushing more of their um, artists on it on the Amazon Music and all over. So I see Amazon gonna be a big play in the next couple of years in the music industry. Ah, cool. Yeah, and they take artists from all different genres, so they. They have J1 so far from the UK, and then they have some country singers, I think an African singer, like all over. So like they, they're trying to diversify and build like artist development, not just a one hit wonder that you're just going to have one good song. They want to have longevity. So yeah, so that's something you can definitely look into also. So I'll definitely send that to you. Thank you. Yes. But thanks again for coming on the show. All the best. And I'll definitely be posting about you and all your new songs, especially Summer Love. That's definitely going to get plugged on my um, Instagram account. So all the best. Thanks. 
Thank you very much. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back from the interview with Ray or RAE. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a good time. She was really that she talked about even off ear. So I'm looking forward to her new EP coming out in September and the new track coming out in August very soon. So I will definitely be posting that on my Instagram page and probably make a YouTube video. But even just talking about YouTube, <laughs> I have like two videos I'm in the works of making that I'm pretty sure that you guys will really enjoy because it's the Healthy Music Diet podcast. So we talk about a wide range of music and this group, I don't want to like say their name yet, but they were like the most interesting group ever that I've ever listened to. It, mm, that's all I'm going to say so far. It's it sounds some spooky shit from first glance, but once you start listening to it, you might get enamored with it. But that's all I'm gonna say so far with the YouTube video. I'm gonna try to make it at least like 10 minutes or so, so I'm gonna put some like effort in it. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while to make or just to like edit and then just do everything with it. Cause that's one thing I learned when I started doing the YouTube with the podcast to so like get more exposure to make other videos. That shit takes time, but I love the um editing part. It's mad fun, editing videos. So I'll give it that. But yeah, definitely stay tuned and just follow me to stay up to date because I will be notifying it on YouTube when you subscribe and on my Instagram. So let's get back to regular schedule programming because now I still want to keep adding on. Like my own one-on-one with you guys segments, even after like an interview, it might push the episode a little bit longer, but hopefully you'll stay through because it's worth it. And I like to talk and we'll try to make it even, I don't know, make it engaging at times. So we're going to be back on the music news portion of the podcast. And first one, I'm, yeah, I don't think I did talk about this man, but yeah, Kanye West and his breakdown on Twitter and even at that what wait what was it like South Carolina all the Carolina I don't remember it's kind of like the Koreas like North Korea South Korea actually no that's a different extreme yeah with Kim Jong-un but pretty much we got <laughs> Kanye hung hum like that nigga is going all over the place like he I don't know what type of time and I don't want to fully contribute it to mental illness i don't know like it's i don't because he he has some agency over himself and then how whenever he have like these episodes there's always an episode with it with some type of promotion for something coming out so that oh even too yo dude's worth 1.3 billion dollars so far i think it's even more now with his yeezy brand so you're telling me that mental illness got him that like bro you know how many you know how many like conversations he would have lost or deals if if like a situation like that happens so you gotta be shitting me no i don't think i don't know i think kanye is more passionate he's very passionate about all his stuff when he used to say oh i want to be the next steve job <laughs> louis vuitton gucci and them they don't want to <laughs> let a black designer in 
So I had to intern with Virgil. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, Kanye's very emotional with that. And then when he had the um, George Bush hates black people, that's not mental illness. <laughs> like, that's not, like, yeah, it's not, like, I, I can't ch chalk that up. Because people said, oh, when I was listening to and even talking to people, oh, what about when that whole George Bush situation? But he was calm and collected, and he just spreaded it out. I'm pretty sure he felt that in his moment. Even to, um, like, probably, like, four months ago, I was at a bar, and, and then I met a musician who used to be signed to a record label back in the early thousands, and he was on the same label with Kanye. And he said Kanye's been like this for a while. Like, he's very passionate, and he's an um, intelligent guy. So I'm pretty, I don't know. Who knows? You got to just stay tuned for like the next episode. But yeah, he started wilding out saying he's trying to get rid of um, divorcing Kim. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. And then Chris not trying to answer his calls. Like she dubbing him like, like she's some IG chick. I mean, well, she is pretty much IG. They run that. But yeah, <laughs> dubbing him, trying to send him, send him away. And then he had that one Jennifer Lawrence post, like on his Google, like on some weird shit. Like he wasn't supposed to be an incognito mode. <laughs> He's probably looking at those leaked photos. I mean, them just were fire though. Like, oh, you. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. Kanye be wilding. I feel like if I did those little antics, I probably would have got some more notoriety. But first, eh, you got to pay them student loans first before I start wilding out like that. So, then I give it like three years before if you want to see me like that. I might dye my hair like Cisco, like Kanye with the blonde. I think I might look good with that, with the beard. I might grow my beard back out. Put some chachia seeds on it. Chachia! Eh, in like two minutes, get a whole beard and shape it up. <laughs> uh, then I have to talk in a deeper voice. Uh, uh. So, yeah, Kanye, all the best f for him. Hopefully, he gets the help. That he can that he needs or whatever but yes whatever hopefully he can take more accountability for his stuff even like that pepper alley that joke was bugging he was bugging on that i don't know like music news was like very sparse this week like there wasn't really much going on everyone chilling i'm trying to find information even like when it was coming with my instagram post like, I, I enjoy doing, like, music recommendations and releases and making posts about that. But I, want, I, I really enjoy when I can post something to the sense of, oh, Amazon's trying to infiltrate the music world, just like what I talked about last week. Or another company, Facebook is running ads, or... Just a whole bunch of any other like business savvy side of the music industry because the music industry is like 90% business and like 10% art. You got to market it, do all of that. So I like to give the artists and people who are curious because everyone now wants to be in the finance sector. I studied finance in college, people buying all of these guru books like Dan Law, Grant Cardone. So why not actually boost your knowledge? on that type of aspect of the side of music so yeah so it was kind of tough but i guess taylor swift what they call themselves like the swift army or the swift army knife i don't know 
I don't really listen to Taylor Swift. The only song I remember that I used to like fuck with a little bit was that song where she's like, "See wear short shorts, I wear t-shirts. <laughs> she's chair captain and I'm on the bleacher." That joke was fire though. I remember. I forgot when that was. Was that like '06? Maybe it was '06 or some something. Because I remember watching it. I think on VH1 back in the day. But like that was like '06 maybe. Yeah, when they had like Nelly Furtado, what promiscuous girl, and then they had Shakira Hips Don't Lie, bro. I used to go to school. That shit used to get me lit before I went to school. I used to watch it while I'm dressing up. So yeah, that that's a see how that goes but yeah she dropped a surprise album and i guess the world's really gravitating towards it which is kind of cool i mean i'm not a big taylor swift fan but as i already stated and i think the album's called folklore well by the time you're listening to it it should be out and a lot of people are going crazy about it but i noticed like a lot of these pop artists who are Caucasian, they always go back to like their folk roots. Cause I think Justin Timberlake, he had his own once he was like super mainstream, but I don't think that did well. So now he's coming back to the black side to try to get more um, of the audience back. But yeah, now Taylor Swift is going back to her country or in the Bush style that she's been doing. So, you know, for you guys, I might take a listen to it, and it might be the album review for next week. Who knows? Who knows? And for other news, there wasn't really any other music news that I really enjoyed, but besides that, uh, I want to talk about gaming news, G4 TV. If you have heard of G4 or watched it back in the day, it was like a really popular game channel on tv it had like i think x play the joke was fire they had they had uh what else they had they had attack of the show oh yeah with olivia munn yeah fuego yeah yeah so yeah they're coming back and i know it was gaming but this supposed to be a music podcast but i'm the host so i can talk about whatever i want so I'm excited for that, but it's coming out in 2021. Yeah, that's good. But at least the news kind of helped a shitty 2020 in a sense. In 2021, hopefully that junk will be fire. 21, 21. And now the last music news is not really a rate because it can tie into like review. But eh, it's kind of a news I feel like I should let y'all know about. But yeah, Drake and Hetty One from the UK, one of my favorite, not even one, he is my favorite UK drill rapper. He dropped this week a song called The Only You Freestyle. And bruh, I thought I was going to get excited for it because one of my favorite songs since dropped by him was Rose Gold. And that song is fuego. Like that, that's just different. I wish we were back in like clubs or whatever. If I was a DJ, I would have threw that on. Or matter of fact, I want to go to the UK and listen to Hetty if they could be throwing it. Because I know they're going to have, don't rush. Yeah, they're going to have that on. And then they got to throw on some Hetty. Eddie won. You're done though. Yes, they got to throw him on. But 
this only you free freestyle hell no nah, they don't need this only you mm-mm Nah, they can keep it. You can keep it. <laughs> Only you can listen to it. Because Drake <laughs> bombed this whole song. Like, it was not... Like, you, like it felt super performative. Like, I was not really believing Drake when he was rapping the whole time. I'm like, yo, this dude is just putting on a whole nother character. Like, when, like when he was doing the dance song, when he was Drizzy, Drizzy uh, Marley... I could, I was like, all right, like, it was good, it was good, but I feel like you can't replicate the English accent and then like their beat, like that, uh, the UK drill sound, which people in Brooklyn are trying to do. It matches their voice, like their accent, like they're not even trying to mask it up, like how they be taking over all the roles, especially black roles in Hollywood, like they be letting you know they're gonna hit you with the muskets and crumpets, like. And in, in, in the little Swiss Army knife, because they got a really high stabbing and knife uh, shit going on there. But yeah, Drake was just rat chatting. I'm just sitting here like, bro, this ain't it. Yo, get back on your pop shit, because it's either going to be pop or you're going to get back in your bag. Either or, because this ain't it. Like, he's trying to cater to the UK artists, because these suburban white girls and boys don't give a shit about the UK drill. And then this was just, I don't know, it was just, it was just so bad. Like, Controller, if he had another track like that, I will be I can get behind that. Be like, All right. You you bodied, like, you had your African one with one dance, and you went over to the island to get, like, an Irie. And then you have that. But, nah, this one, this was not it. He can keep it. So, yeah, definitely not listen to this. But, but, Hedy, but Hedy held his own because it was something familiar with him since it's his pretty much style of music so he was used to it but i mean drake had like what two other like uk drill songs that didn't do really much he had that one where he tried to replicate that same music video that he had with 21 savage with sneaking that one was i like that song it's just like the music video how everything was like a like the video was like this not really distorted but the quality was kind of like messed like not really there it was fuzzy and when he was on, like, freaking playing ATV Fury, the game, like, he was on the ATV and stuff. But, yeah, definitely not it. Yeah, Drake got to retire the UK. And that does it for the music news portion. Man, there wasn't really much going on. Hopefully, it can get a little spicy. I don't know if it was the quarantine. Well, actually, no, the quarantine didn't really stop much. Oh, I could be talking about the DMX and Snoop versus, but I didn't even watch it, to be honest. So I can't even contribute to the conversation. But I will say, Bonti Killer and Beanie Man, they really did change the way artists now do the whole versus thing. Because now everyone coming together trying to make a performance before they're trying to go over um, IG Live just to do it on some virtual like no i want to smoke you with my songs in person so you know the whole energy is there because bonte and beanie they just i don't know like you know jamaicans always have a nice up nice up everything so yeah they really held their own with that whole thing it was they changed it they can all you can always expect a jamaican to be innovative yeah so now all the american artists now they're all doing their verses in in person so yeah, that's all I can contribute. That's just a observation.
that I got. So we know the drill whenever, or if you don't know, as new audience, as I'm gaining, whenever I normally do a portion of the podcast called the artist spotlight, where I highlight an artist, talk about where they're from, and then their background a little bit, and then songs that I like about them and just my final thoughts. But whenever I have an artist on my podcast, they are the artist spotlight. So this week was Ray or RAE. So there wasn't going to be one this week. And hopefully not next week either too. <laughs> IE, hint, hint. So let's get to the album review. Album review. Album. Oh, I need to have one of those. Um, little hashtags album review album review just loop it like Lupe Fiasco like Lupe Fiasco so for this week's album review it's gonna be by one of my favorite producers Full Crate you probably don't know who he is but I do I've been a fan of his since when was I a fan? Uh, when did he start making? Like 2014, yeah. Because he had his song. He Well, he had like a little duo with another guy named Mar. So it'll be Full Crate and Mar. And they dropped some fire songs. I think I first saw them. Maybe my sister put me on to the music video portion. But I think I've seen them on Majestic Casual back in the day. Because they had a song called Man and Woman. Fuego, fuego. It was real house. And then it just tied in with, what is it? Like, just feeling like it was pretty much just a feeling. It was a vibration song. Like, you can feel the the bass hitting and then the high pitches that were incorporated into the song. So you really felt a whole nother feeling and you really felt like you were with a significant other like you will want to listen to it with them because like just that song just the whole feeling with Mars singing and then he has another one called Nobody Else Fuego 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 and then also they had um they had uh, uh what is it called Her Window I like that song but like now looking back at the lyrics, it's kind of creepy. He's like, I be looking through her window, window. I hope that she can tell me. Oh no, it was. <laughs> I used to sing it back in the day. I think it came out like 2016. I was like 17 at the time, about to be 18. So I was just singing it. I'm like, all right, cool. I ain't getting no girls back in high school. So I'm just like, all right, nah, it's nice, it's nice. I like the song, but then. Now, I'm just listening. I'm like, yo, this is kind of creepy. I'm not peeking through, like, peek-a-boo. Like, through, like, the window. Like, I'm not on that. Like, that's some sick shit. Like, <laughs> peeking through the window. Like, this isn't from, like, the 80s when the dude have, like, the big old boombox and start playing music. Like, that's not. Try that now. People going to slap you or they going to call the cops on you. And you're going to be on someone's Twitter. And then they going to dox your ass. And expose you, so yeah, nah, this ain't <laughs> that song ain't really it. So I'll just listen to it in my AirPods <laughs> on like half 
so it don't be blaring out. Like, okay, I'm still jamming to it, but I'm not gonna sing it out loud. It's kind of creepy, even though I don't care, per se. Well, so back to the album. Sorry for that little rant. But yeah, so Full Crate. Now he's he's been putting out consistent work. He had a song with Trinidad James called Vogue. Well, he has like a whole EP. That was good. He had a whole bunch of other things. Like he remixed, I think a song called Loki. Yeah, I think it was called Loki with um, Charlie Black, the guy who sings... Yeah, you are by the animal. Yeah, so he remixed it. Fuego, that song. I love that song. I still play it to this day. Then his like mixes. He used to do mixes all the time on SoundCloud. They were nice too. But for this one, the album's called In All Honesty. And it's kind of different because he normally incorporate a lot of Jamaican dance hall and not really much hip hop but like house music also into his music but like this one was like more soul so like let's get into the album review so the first song on the the EP I think it was a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 yeah yeah it's an 8 song EP so it's a quick read it's like oh wow it's only 19 minutes wow I thought it was going to be like 25 yeah, so like, yeah, this is way quicker than an episode of like Game of Thrones or like, I don't know, like it's quicker than a Netflix show, matter of fact. So yeah, you can binge this real quick, take a shower and just throw on this, you know, but it's better for vibing because I did make a post today about it. So like the first song on the album's called Always Here For You. And this is like some... Like, I don't know. Nah, I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Like, this is like some real sexy, like, Neo Soul with, like, that bass that hits, like, every quarter note. Mm. And they have, like, a little trumpet in it. But it kind of feels still with a Jamaican influence in it. It has, like, that little one-drop beat. Like, doom, 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 doom. So, like, he's still incorporating, but it's not as pronounced as his previous tracks that he would be making. But it's a, like, this song is a really low-key, late-night song. I don't really see you, like, working out, working out, or, or like, going outside during the day. Like, there's some late-night. I'm trying to wind down. Like, it's a downer. But you're trying to, like, vibe out. So, yeah, like, this song... And then it's pretty much a loop. It's all a, a, like a singer. I don't know who the singer is. Who's the singer? Oh, maybe it's Full Crate, but I know he doesn't really um, sing on his tracks. He produced more. He's like a Calvin Harris and Duke DeMont. But I think it was his voice, maybe, because he never accredited anybody on that single. Since it's just a loop, pretty much, that says the name of the song. What is it called? always here for you so that's pretty much like the gist of the song but like now the production was top notch on it and now my second well the second song on the project was pretty much like my favorite song on this whole 8 track and it was like I'll ride for you like this had a lot of 
African soul to it. See, that's the one thing I like about Full Crate. Like, he's from, like, Amsterdam, but he he incorporates a lot of black culture, but does it in a way that is, like, showing appreciation. It's not cultural appropriation, but it's cultural appreciation. If you don't know the difference, then you better check it out. But, yeah, like, that's, that's what I, like, really describe him as. And he puts a lot of, like, black women in his music video, so I got to applaud him for that. Like pretty no, it's like pretty much all black women, like dark skinned black women, that black men ain't really jacking with in their videos, cause that's a whole nother conversation about colorism and the colorist thought in the black community, especially in music. So yeah, like full crate, and it's not even in a pandering way. It feels like he really likes them. But like, yeah, I'll ride with you. Very African, like still low key late night vibe. Like that's what I like. That's what I get. Like, I can't wake. I don't know. Yeah, because that's just like the whole, whole like energy around this project, and even just like the artwork. Dude, dudes like sitting down. Dudes like sitting down, chilling in a bed. Like, like what do you expect me to not like feel that? After? That's what I feel like. I want to be just sleeping in bed. And just have this on and just chill out. But yeah, no, I love the African influences. It makes me want to like go, not really dance dance, but like maybe move my shoulders around. Yeah, go give me a little ting. You know, we just be chilling, dancing. But yeah, Jam- uh, Jamie's, I think that's his name. Yeah, good job on this track. He did his ting. He did his ting. And then the third song is one of the singles, Brandy, and it's featuring Kyle Dion. And like Kyle Dion, I like his music. Like he's an interesting cat. Like he sings pretty much like soul, like R and B and soul. But I don't know why he hasn't. I don't know. I think he's still independent. So that's maybe another reason why he hasn't really blown up. But I don't really see him as like, oh, he's gonna like a mega mega star. Like I feel like he's a guy. That will last longer than than most of these artists that are blown up right now, because like his music has like a lot of substance to it, and then, and he's really garnering a fan base around that he can travel, like the rapper Odyssey. Like he's independent. You probably might not even know who he is, but this dude is all over Europe, traveling all the time, making a really good living for himself because he has a solid fan base, and I feel like that's what he can do because most of these. Um, big name artists they don't really have a fan base it's just that song that they like and they can't sell out a room like what Russ said they have to be on a ticket like they're not going to be selling out Madison Square Garden themselves they got to have like Future Drake Tory Lanez on it so you can get more people to come to the event but like back to this track I don't know yo I really made a mistake with like my post today I said it was like more soul Nah, this junk is really, like, still soul and, like, R&B, but, like, more, like, African still influence. I didn't hear it the first time. Like, I'm listening to it again while I'm giving my, like, review and, like, opinions on it. But, like, yeah, this was, like, the singles track on it. I first heard the single, like, well, like, a couple weeks or a month when it dropped. And it's a good song. Like, I like the autotune that they use for Kyle's voice. 
on it. Uh, it's really cool. Like, it makes you want to like dance. Uh, and I love the chorus. Like the chorus is just like mad, nice, sweet, smooth. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. And then the next song is Getaway by Latanya Alberto and Umer. Now this is more like funky. It's giving me like the early thousands, two thousand, yeah, two thousands. Yeah, I was thinking of like two hundred BC. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, chill out, Caesar. But yeah, like early thousands, like Japanese pop music. Cause like if you listen to J-pop like back in 2000, it was like a unique time that I really enjoyed. I'm like, yo, if only American artists could have taken that sound and like mix it up. But I would say Pharrell had an influence. Well, he did play a big part too, I think, in that sound. But then the Japanese took their own um, like spin on it. But like you can hear like remnants of it and like Pharrell's music back in the early thousands with like the Neptunes and Hugo. But yeah, like Getaway. Nah, it's a funky song. I can see Justin Timberlake on this song. Because like you can hear like the guitar, the electric. Yeah, this is a real electric guitar. They have like the bass, but it's mostly, uh, uh, yeah, the electric. It's not really a bass bass. It's like a six string on it. That And it has like the um, reverb on it. The whammy bar. And eh, nah, it's not the whammy bar on it. Yeah, like distort so it makes it like yeah listen to it if you're listening to it with me we, we can all laugh about it and just like talk about it in the comments of my instagram posts or youtube videos because the video the visual like eh, not really the visual this is going to be an audio that i'm going to put on youtube also well the second half like the first half where ray that's going to be visual on my youtube channel But yeah, like Getaway. What's her name again? Latanya. Yeah, she did her thing on it. Like the mixing, production, everything on this was just too good. Too good. Too good. And then, honestly, was the next track with Jarius Mosey. Never heard of this guy. But he's giving me like Terrence Martin vibes from like the last album review. But this one is like an interlude, so it's not very long. It's about a minute 30. It's giving me like 70s, 80s vibes. Well, some might say, oh, the 70s and 80s are different, but nigga, you know what I'm talking about, like 75. Like black exploitation films, like I talked about previously in, the, in like last week's episode. Yeah, like, it's a quick, it's forgettable. It ain't really going to do nothing for you, to be honest. And I'm guessing this song, Magnetic, is another single, maybe? With Susan Carroll and Sergio. Because it, it, it has their own, like, artwork on it. Let me check. Yeah, it is. That one came out May, May 22nd. Yeah, this is super um, R&B and soul. This one's super slow. Like, you're not, you're not going to be hearing nothing. Like, this is like 
on a Tyler Perry. Like, if you've been listening to those Tyler Perry songs in his TV show, like, this is a song that can get a placement in it. Matter of fact, I could see what's her name, Marsha Ambrosia, singing, singing this song. And it kind of gives me, like, a church feeling. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is like some... Yeah, R&B, Keisha Cole, uh, what's her name, Mary J. Blige, and all of that. But I like it. It's a cute song. It's a cute song. And then there's Vacay, which is an interlude. It's not really nothing. Well, like the last 20 seconds is kind of nice, but then it kind of feels like another version of Brandy, but just like two people just chilling in bed. And then I think this is full crate rapping on I'm trying. Yeah, it's all right. I like his producing more. Like his voice isn't too bad, but I wouldn't want him to be spitting. I'd rather him like talk, sing, like sing and talk at the same time. Like a lot of artists, they're not really singing, singing. They're just really like talking and have like some type of rhythm with it. I feel like he would have fit way better for that than I'm trying because like <laughs> I can see why they title it and he is trying rapping at this point but like overall like um, in all honesty like yeah in all honesty I'll rate this like a hmm, 8.3 I'm getting an 8.3 vibe on this track on this whole project yeah 8.3 like the interludes I don't really count them so there's like 6 songs and then there are like 2 or 3 singles that came out so there's only really like three new songs, but those three new songs held their own. So yeah, like 8.3. Like I see myself listening to it eh, like maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, but I definitely will come back. It has some replay value. Yeah, so definitely check out Full Crate's track in all honesty. And for this week, I'm just going to forego the playlist section because I feel like it's going to make the, the podcast a little too long. And then I... There were like songs that I was listening to, but I'd rather add on and give you a deeper uh, track list for next week. Even if anything, I'll cut out the album review and just do straight to the playlist because there are like probably like three, four songs that I really enjoyed that I wanted to share with y'all, but I didn't feel like that was enough. And then for how long the podcast is going on top of like the interview, just never made sense. But I probably would add the songs in so definitely search it on spotify at the healthy music diet podcast season one and then go check out the songs on the playlist for all the songs that are on the season yeah and then i'll probably add them in too so yeah so go do that also make sure to follow me uh, on instagram at lloyd knows underscore podcast then there's youtube at lloyd knows hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with videos and like posts and all that uh, jazz. Oh, and also hit the um the ring like ring the bell. Make sure I hit all. We want all of it because there's gonna be some fun stuff coming out soon. So yeah, definitely stay stay tuned for that. And as always, if you found a track that you like, I'm glad. But if not, I'll try better next time. You've been listening to the Healthy Music Diet podcast. Peace.